the social element within Spotify as a streaming platform, I think that's genius. Um, yeah. I don't think any other platform. Like I, I was, I transitioned over to title. Um, title. For, yeah, title. Title. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that you know I made that transition after yeah. after hearing that you know title uh, pays pays its artists more. Uh, and I figured, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm still Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of Peas in a Pod. Um, this is a podcast that I'm just starting now. Um, something that I've wanted to do for a while uh, over lockdown initially. Um, but I got busy with a lot of other things and um, I've, yeah, recently I've decided to go for it. I've now got a much clearer idea of what I want to do. And essentially what this podcast is really going to be about, there's not going to be an overarching theme really, but I just kind of want to get in touch with people, uh, some of my friends, or maybe even people that uh, I'm not too familiar with, um, and talk about um, things that they're interested in, things that they may be involved in uh, in their everyday lives, and really just get into discussions with them. I uh, try to go a little bit deeper than just the casual conversation, um, and I feel like a, you know, recording a podcast is just a good way to sort of get those um get those conversations going like a good platform to get those going um so the first episode we're going to be talking about the state of the music industry with uh with my good buddy keegan uh who's a producer who's been producing music for a few years now and uh, i want to talk to him about um how his experiences i guess have have been shaped uh by the by the recent changes within the music music industry with how the streaming platforms have really uh, come about as the main um, main method, I guess, of, of consuming music um, and just other things about the music industry in general and just really just get into it, I guess. Um, so King, welcome to the show and why don't you, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, first, one, first things first, Marlo, thank you for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be your first guest on your podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, my name is Keegan, uh, also known as... Perfect. 7k keys that's my producer name um you know I, I make beats in my bedroom and i put them on youtube put them on soundcloud uh have a passion for music uh listen to music all my life like everybody else really but um you know one day when i was like 18 or something like that university i saw some dude from my school post a video of him making beats in his bedroom and i was like oh yo if he can do that i can do that so i bought myself a little midi keyboard sort of learned little notes on how to like produce produce songs and I've been making songs ever since, well, beats since like 2015, 2015, 2016. So, wow. yeah, it's been, been, been a wild, a wild ride. All right, that's cool. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, um, in terms of like music before you started producing, did you really have any experience or like, was it just kind of, I like music, I like rap, I like producing, so Bro, I'm going like to I like rap music and I like pressing the DJ button on the keyboards during music class. That's, <laughs> that's, that's about it. To be fair, like I, like I was saying, I saw some dude from my school post a video on Facebook. He's making some beats, and I don't think he. Well, I never really saw him like doing anything like musical, so like music related in school. But um, mm-hmm. I saw him post a video and I was like, you know, like I said, if he can do it, then you know, I may as well give it a try. You know, not like I'm stuck. I got nothing better to do. May as well like. You know, give myself a keyboard, learn a few notes here and there. And then I remember, I think it was even before that, like, maybe like 2000, I was like 15, 14 years old. 
uh, I heard Matt Miller in one of his songs, like say Ableton, mm-hmm. like, and I was like, oh, sounds like you said like something Ooh. about making beats in Ableton. I was like, oh, you know, yeah. that sounds pretty cool. Let me let me download it. I never had like a laptop at that time, and my own personal one, so I downloaded it on like my dad's computer. So right. like had it there in the corner, had to hide it just because like it was his computer, and like that's what he did like his <laughs> business stuff on. So I hit it somewhere with a shortcuts right. thing. Uh, trying to make beats, I looked at, it, I was like, dude, what even is this? Had no clue what I was doing. Uh, started slowing down, my, slowing down my dad's computer, started to delete it, and then, then again, like 2016, again, <laughs> saw the video on Facebook, and I was like, you know, maybe, maybe time to give it another try. You know, got myself a keyboard, taught myself a few notes, and then yeah, all started, all started from there. Uh, I think one of the things that I I want to talk about is like your experience so far, like within the within the music industry, like both as like an active participant in the music industry and also like a consumer you know yeah. um because like so much so much has changed um in the past 10 20 years in terms of how our music is made how music how artists are made how music is delivered from you know from the artist to the consumer so what what's your experience been like so far as you know as a producer just trying to you know, I guess get on the scene, trying to, you know, produce beats for people, that kind of stuff. Like, what's that been like? One word, I say tough, right? You don't realize it until, like, you start doing it. But there's, like, so many, I'd say, well, for me personally, at least, there's so many, like, little battles you have to fight before you start, like, like making beats for people. Because, like, for me as a teenager, I was quite, like, a shy, subconscious, like, sort of type of person. So when I started making beats, I make beats and then, like, they just stay on my laptop and like nobody would hear them for like ages and I'd kind of be like oh I should really post post something on Instagram just so you know put it on SoundCloud or something and I like, hope hope something happens yeah. so I, I guess sort of like you got to get over like the first little hurdles of just like sort of not being afraid to be judged by people for people to be like oh wow Keegan makes music that sort of thing or right. sort of like you know you don't want to post like something and then get like well at that time you post something you know get like five likes and you're like oh I shouldn't have posted it or like I remember yeah. the first beat I posted on YouTube, I was like shaking after I posted my home. Like, oh, God, oh whoa, I actually did it. <laughs> it's it's there. And then like I refresh, kept refreshing the page like every like three seconds or so. And then I saw like I had like three views or something and I put a shit on Instagram. <laughs> I had like three views. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going through my head like all the people, all the possible people who could have listened to them, like, oh what did this person listen to? Oh did, did. <laughs> then you start listening to your beats, right? And then you start like yeah. criticizing yourself so much because like once it's there, there's nothing you can do about it. I'm like, oh wow, the hi hats, the hi hats are too loud. You know, the 808. Oh no, the yeah, 808 yeah, pad yeah, doesn't yeah, hit. Yeah. It doesn't hit. So you start so sort of getting over that. You know, like once you post it and it's there, you just kind of gotta forget about it and just kind of like keep keep moving on. Then I guess yeah. you also have the battle of sort of being consistent mm. as well and sort of like making beats and putting them out consistently because like I was right. talking about. You know, you make a beat and you listen to it, and you're like, oh, it's not that good. Then you go into sort of like a whole of like perfectionism where you try yeah. to sort of like make, before you put a beat out, you know, oh, it's got to sound perfect. And then like, you know, you said you post on a Tuesday, but you know, it's just not sounding right. So, you know, I'll do it tomorrow. And tomorrow comes like, oh, it's still not sounding right. Maybe I should just do it. So sort of just getting over that sort of stuff and, you know, being Would able to sort to of say, oh, no, go, go, go and finish. No, nah, I was just saying I like, put up content, like just like consistently. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what I was going to ask about, the consistency, because I think that's really difficult. I think, I mean, I, I can imagine in terms of like, you know, because you got to start out somewhere at the end of the day. Mm. Um, so, you know, putting something up consistently, 
you're not always going to get the results like right away so is that something that you found difficult to sort of you know yeah. to do because i guess like well in the beginning at least like when you're young this sort of stuff you see people like you know like playboy cardi little yardy and stuff you know you kind of mm. they come out of nowhere so you're like oh bro you know this is like the first song they posted and like oh wow look they just blew up like that so you kind of put in you like mm-hmm. you know expecting to like blow up overnight and then like you end up getting like what like 10 views on a youtube video when you were thinking like, oh maybe i get 50 or like 100 or something and then you're kind of like right. oh you know like really like no one cares you know what's the point but then it's sort of realizing you know it's not about people caring it's just about you being consistent enough for people to start mm-hmm. caring that sort of thing so when you sort of go into it, you have like these expectations of what it will be but you know i say rarely in life like expectation what you expect is like what you get like rarely ever so um super hard being consistent especially right. like, when you're in the beginning yeah. because you're still kind of well for me at least i was still trying to learn sort of like how to make beats sort of like basics of yeah. music theory and stuff so you kind of have a battle on yourself like i can try and post every single day but you know sometimes it's it's just you can't do it because then you're like oh can i make enough do i know enough to make enough and then you sort of get in this sort of like imposter syndrome where like mm-hmm. you call yourself a producer but like you're still kind of like listening to your beats and like the 808s on the same key is something else and you're trying to figure out how to make everything like all in the right key so yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of kind of tough yeah but yeah I, I guess it's also like intimidating because we're we're now in this sort of hyper competitive environment just because of how i guess how accessible it is to mm. to to be able to produce music of any kind you know to actually yeah. put it up on on platforms like youtube soundcloud um even spot so you know like just to be able to to put yourself in a hyper competitive environment and to actually yeah. consistently you know post something like that's 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 scary i think from you know i can imagine it's really uh, yeah. it's a really difficult thing to to do consistently to be fair, I'd say, like, even, like, the consistency uh, thing, like, for me, like, I'm not even consistent for me still. I'm still sort of getting onto that, sort of consistently putting out beats that are, like, sort of good enough. Because, like, for me, what I like to do is sort of have, like, make, like, 50 beats, right? And then just sort of, like, have those to, like, fall back on rather than sort of making a beat and posting it, making a beat and posting it. If you have, like, 50, uh, you can just sort of, like, shoot out here and there, wherever you see yeah. fit, that sort of thing. But, yeah, super competitive, especially as the years sort of go on because it becomes easier and easier sort of like any average person to sort of make make a beat and post it on YouTube just because yeah. there's so many new like before like the, the internet's made everything so so not easy to do but like you're saying like accessible like before yeah you sort of have to learn music theory how to make the notes uh how to like program your drums uh learn drum patterns learn about keys and yeah. 808s but now you can go on the internet like download these things called loop packs where people have right. like made melodies for you, you kind of just put that onto your, 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 mm-hmm. your Ableton or your Fruit Loops. Then you find a loop with some drums on it, and you put it underneath. Then you find a loop with some bass on it in the same key, and you put it underneath. And then basically you use like three loops, but you've got like a song, but nobody really can tell that like they're loops from other people. Right. You know? Yeah. So sort of the cost yeah. for entry into like these sort of things have become like super super low. Where now everybody and their mother can make beats, so it's yeah. it's, it's super tough to sort of get views to get people interested in your music to mm. um you know consistently consistently put out stuff and consistently get sort of results with that right um yeah because i was gonna ask what like what, what what what's your take on that because 
obviously it's easier to, as you said, enter that market. But in, in a way, it's also just really hard to, to stand out and to actually like gain any exposure because now that there's actually there's so much content and there's like such mm. a saturation. Um, like, what, what do you think, you know, in terms of, I think especially SoundCloud, I want to talk a little bit about just because it's kind of where you start out. Um, you know, you don't really, I, I don't know if people directly go to Spotify now, but I feel like SoundCloud is a good place to start for, yeah. for sort of up and coming artists. Yeah. Well, that, that's why I started posting beats just because that's where everybody sort of posted beats. You know, people would blow yeah. up from SoundCloud. There's all like SoundCloud rappers sort of like era where like people like Lil Pump, Smoke Purp and stuff would just kind of come out of nowhere from SoundCloud. So you just kind of like follow that wave and go on there. But honestly, I feel like SoundCloud's dying just because Spotify seems to be eating up the majority of mm -hmm. things where like people be like, yo, Keegan, I like your music, but like it's not on Spotify. So it's sort of like right. that's the main place where people will sort of consume their music because I think only people who make music sort of go on SoundCloud nowadays just because yeah you got you got things like spotify and youtube which is more sort of more of like an all-rounded platform for people to, to right, go like to general appeal yeah. yeah the whole general appeal of it um it's easier there like i'd say like for you a question to you is sort of like what streaming platform do you use more like on a day-to-day -day basis 100 percent spotify like i think yeah. i rarely use soundcloud now um and I think I, I feel like because streaming has become the norm, you know, I think when yeah. when Spotify was sort of on the come up, um, it was and, and before even Apple Music or like uh, the competitors were really in the game. Um, I think I, I used to have a, like a, a free Spotify account and mm -hmm. kind of, you know, for me, that was like, oh, that's cool. I get to sort of listen to all these, uh, you know, all, all this different music for free and you know you get the you get the yeah. original ad and like you don't have as much control over like what you unless, listen to unless, unless unless you're at a party someone's like hey yo who's who's, who's, who's on the who's on the right now bro <laughs> right uh, i i i was never in that in that situation but you know in terms of as, as a casual listener yeah yeah um, you know it, it spotify is easy especially especially for a student as well because you're paying five pounds a month if you think about it like i was thinking about this the other day like People actually like, I mean, myself as well included. Um, I used to actually pay like a pound for for a song, you know, for like a three yeah, minute soundbite. Yeah, That's yeah. A, a pound. Now I'm but, paying five pounds, and I'm actually like I've got everything on yeah. Spotify. You know, and it's crazy. But I think so. It's yeah. Actually, I want to ask like from from a from a from an artist. There's so much, you know, from an artist's point of view. Spotify and streaming platforms. Like, what's your view on that? Because obviously, like, it's so good for the like, it's too good for the consumer at this point. You know, like five, ten pounds a month, uh, and you get all the music that's out there. Like, but obviously that hinders the artists in terms of like, you know, um, one, there's a hyper competitive environment, and two, the money's just not there anymore. Like, or it's just you know, because people aren't like directly paying for that music. Yeah. Like, I say so, first, yeah, first off, thank on. you. I say thank you for calling me an artist. I feel I really don't feel like an artist. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel you. I feel like Spotify, one thing Spotify has done, like, terrifically is sort of like, I remember when I was younger, there'd be sort of like things like, oh, the music industry is dying because places like uh, LimeWire and Pirate Bay, where like mm. you can get like entire That's albums true, yeah. 
for free because you know like you say paying like a pound something for like a soundbite of a song mm. you know and then you know it's it's not sort of like for the consumer at least it's not sort of like yeah. economical it's um it's more like every time you want to buy if you want to buy an album that's like what 10 pounds and then yeah because we sort of went to like the digital age where like people didn't have cds it kind of felt a bit like why am i paying 10 pounds for a song when i don't get some, something physical with it you know so you'd rather get like a cd and then burn the cd onto your laptop where you've got the right, songs yeah. and then you've got like the physical as well but i think what's yeah. what i've done is sort of they've they've eliminated that sort of like that worry because now same with some of like netflix and movies now you can still get stuff with pirate and stuff mm-hmm. like that but sort mm-hmm. of the value for money if you're paying like five nine pounds per month you can have, oh you've got a notification mark, also. <laughs> now you're paying like nine you're paying like five to, to ten pounds per month for spotify and you've got like hundreds of thousands millions of songs at your disposal you can listen yeah. to anything at any time at anywhere you can download them here it's it's sort of it's just it's, it's super super easy rather than having to go say go on yeah. pirate bay not that i've ever used pirate bay but right. you go to like pirate bay then you got to download the bit torrent then you've got to find a file then you've got to download it then you yeah, got the risk of sort of like you know i'm never going to get viruses from this right, sort of thing yeah. but yeah it's super super accessible super accessible for everybody and now i think what they're doing with like the whole spotify rap thing is super super good because like well for them at least because they're creating this sort of like subculture this little group where yeah. you know you can share with your friends like oh look what i'm listening to or you know this is my favorite artist you know just right. share with people be like oh yeah look i'm part of it's kind of like a little spotify club because i don't have you seen a meme of like the spongebob movie there's like squidward looking out the window and it's like spongebob right, yeah. and it's like apple music apple music uh, yeah, listeners apple watching spotify music. rap people so they created this sort of like spotify like sort of community within themselves where like now you've got like brand loyalty where like you know for me i can go to apple music because you know, I've been on Spotify since you know 2014, 15, whatever. But now I'm loyal to them because now all my songs are there, and I've got to go find all my yeah. songs on Apple Music, sort of thing. And then I don't get the little things like Spotify Wrapped at the end of the year to see sort of who yeah. I've been listening to and stuff like that. So you know, I think as a as a business, they're doing like a terrific job in sort of like you know giving people music. But then I think as an artist, now for me, I'm not like big at all, really. So like for me, like Spotify paying artists and stuff, I have no idea about that really. But mm. I've like read articles and stuff about artists sort of being like, um, you know, Spotify is sort of taking advantage of the of the artists per se because they pay only like a certain amount per thousand streams, which yeah. I kind of get because if you're soaking, you know, uh, millions of pounds, millions of dollars into like, making that album and then you're sort of getting, you know, what you don't feel like you deserve for your music, then it can kind of be, you know, disheartening to an extent. Yeah. And Spotify taking like a large chunk of the profits and you don't really know where those profits are going but then at the end of the day Spotify is a business and they got got to start mm. got to make a profit somehow yeah I was I was gonna say in terms of like you know Spotify rap and like I think that in general the the social element within Spotify as a streaming platform I think that's genius um, yeah. I don't think any other platform like I, I was I transitioned over to Tidal um, Tidal? For, yeah, title. Jesus, title. Yeah, but I think that you know I made that transition after yeah. after hearing that you know title uh, pays pays its artists more, uh, and yeah. I figured yeah you know I mean I was still getting it was the same price and the music was I think there I think there actually is I'm not sure about the exact stats but at the time they were saying they have more music than Spotify so for me that wasn't you know I wasn't looking for the stream uh, the, yeah. the platform with the most music but as long as there's no huge um, difference between 
uh, how much music there is on Spotify or or Tidal. I was like, okay, sure. Why don't I make this trans- transition? And Tidal, Just I thought always. was fine. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, I thought it was fine. The app, you know, I think it, uh, afterwards it's a matter of preference whether you, you prefer yeah. the Spotify app. There's not that much difference. Is it the same price? Um, yes, yeah, so I think I, I, I used to, actually, no, I was so dumb. I used to actually have two separate Tidal accounts. <laughs> so then I was actually paying, I was actually paying twice, like twice. I was, I was paying the five pounds, like, cause I have the student discount. So I used to yeah. pay five pounds. I used to pay, pay twice. So I was just paying a regular what, membership. What, why really. did you have a second one? I made, okay. So when I, when I first made it, I think I made it using my uni email. Yeah. And then, cause you know, when you have to like verify that you're a student, you go oh, to yeah, your, yeah. it goes to your institution, uh, login, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So then I actually made an account using that, but then I just forgot about it. And then when I, and I was maybe, you know, maybe I thought it didn't work or something. Don't really, I can't, I can't explain to you why I did that, but it was a complete accident. And then it was like a year later. I, I stopped using oh, Title no. for like six months, and I was still like I canceled one, but I hadn't canceled the other. So I, I was just getting this like. Five pounds deducted from my bank account um, per month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I, I contacted them. I was like, "Why are you still charging me? You know, like I, I canceled the subscription like six months ago." Blah, blah blah. And then I was just like, "Wait, but what if you know this is why is this coming on this email?" <laughs> so then um, I, I had a look and I realized I was using two two different accounts. Um, well, I wasn't using two. I was just using one, and the other one was just being was completely inactive. But um, yeah, they didn't have the they didn't have the social um, that social element that, that Spotify has, and it's not just mm-hmm. the Spotify rap for me. It's like how easily accessible your friends' playlists are. Like you know, yeah. you can just link it to Facebook. Um, you can you can hear what they're listening to. Personally, I don't share what I'm listening to in terms of like right and like you know, if I'm listening to something, you can tell you can uh, Spotify is a feature where you can see what other people are listening to like right now I was gonna, that's what I'm going to say I think what's really yeah. good is so like the friend activity because I'm just looking at my spot right now I've got like a few people right. like, even like people from high school right I don't really speak to like now yeah. it's just kind of like cool to that's see them true. listening to stuff and sometimes you'll look at somebody and like you think you sort of have a, like an understanding of the music taste and then you see them listening to like something <laughs> like some Ariana Grande song or something yeah. right? like, what you know you never <laughs> see that person sort of listens to that so it's kind of a nice little feature sort of like and then obviously that's, you have like your like, close friends yeah. as well and so you can sort of see what they're listening to right. they've also my friend showed me the other day um you've got this thing now where like all of you can sort of connect to some sort of um like say you're playing on a tv or something you can connect it to tv and use your phone as like controllers yeah, so yeah. instead of having like one phone where you can like sort of queue songs you can have like everybody within like the party or whatever they yeah, can sort of like yeah, queue the yeah. queue the songs and like add like playlists like all onto the same playlist for like from different devices which is it's pretty cool yeah yeah i mean no that is super cool and I, i've used that feature before and it's it's super dope but it's also like I feel like I compare it in a way to like Apple and how they really enforce this ecosystem onto you. Where mm. if you have a, a MacBook and if you have an iPhone, then it just makes sense. Yeah. You know, like to, it's to get, should I get an iPad or should I get an Apple Watch? It makes sense because they do so much. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Be comfortable in that ecosystem. So then, when your friends have Spotify, then it's actually beneficial for you to get a Spotify subscription rather than Tidal. Or, or an Apple Music um, subscription because, you know, you, at the end of the day, like it's it's like social inclusivity where you just you want to be you know a part yeah of you you want to be part of the, the yeah. what everybody's part of yeah exactly exactly and at the end of the day there's I think that's the one thing that sort of um, is is different about Spotify that you know because at the end of the music 
between you know uh, Apple Music, Spotify, all the, all the platforms, it's, it's going to be the same. You know, I know that there's some exclusives or like some streaming platforms may like promote themselves but, or promote artists and say, oh, we're going to have this album a week before everyone else. Okay, sure, but like who's really going to, you know, I feel like it's only the music fanatics that are actually going to be like, oh, this yeah. actually matter. Because I, I remember they did that with one of Chance the Rappers. I think it was Chance the Rappers, the, the three, the three, the coloring book album he did, where like it was on Apple Music for like a week before everywhere, everywhere else, like enticed people to like sign up. Um, so like obviously the artists will, will do it because they get a big payday out of it as well. But I feel like things like you're saying, the whole Apple, Apple Music sort of like ecosystem, they sort of seem to like create problem. Like Apple, I think in general, they create like my friend was saying this the other day, like they create sort of like issues for the users and then they sell them the solution where like you were saying if you've got a macbook and an iphone you may as well just get apple music because it's all sort of interconnected within within your system well i actually wanted to talk about chance because he's sort of i think he's the most famous example of that yeah. no 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 whoa, 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 whoa. no say, no that's the thing is i live in it yeah? oh yes. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were like Okay, that's that's okay. No, I'm a I'm a, I'm a Trump fan. I don't think I think he's fallen off a bit now. I must say, like he's it's going out a bit sad, but because that latest album was it the big day, the I like my wife's album. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't gone down too well with everyone. <laughs> I'm really I'm really starting to see like Chance the Rapper's trash tweets and like it's, it's, it's super sad to see, right? Because he was the first artist I saw live as well, right? And I bought the three hat and everything. I was like, you know, Chance. I listened to I, Acid Rap. Seen that hat. Dude, he's like you've seen that bro yeah, I, used to listen, I, I, listen, I remember listening to acid rap right in as the dream groceries for the first time right and the full yeah, on soundcloud the full from number one to like the last song right all of them was yeah. like bang i'm like who is this guy right greatest mixtape ever then coloring book decent had some good songs in there some of them i didn't really mess with them much but like you know it's chance to rap i support my boy but then you know third one hot shower yeah hot shower is <laughs> decent other than hot shower I, I couldn't name you i could name you another chance rapper song I I I didn't even end up listening to the album, but <laughs> I, I I I don't know if I said this, but he's when I was saying he's the most famous example of a, a of an independent artist. Like, yeah. is that even realistically? Is that even an option anymore to be an independent artist? Uh, do you know to, what I mean? Yeah. To be fair, right? One of my favorite, my I think my favorite rap group, right, is Flatbush Zombies. I think I'm pretty sure they're still independent now, but they did everything sort of by themselves because they're sort of like, so they rap about like sort of like doing drugs and like you know psychedelic sort of stuff which is like not really sort of popular music so you know signing mm-hmm. to a label you've got all these agreements where they're like you know you've got to make this specific amount of albums and then you know you can't they sort of like create the guidelines for you to sort of work within so for them i feel like you know they didn't want the, the music to sort of be watered down mm-hmm. by sort of the That's man fair, yeah. so i say so they were independent but they they seem to they seem to done pretty Done pretty, yeah, they seem yeah, to be doing pretty well for themselves still because I'm pretty sure I was listening to them in 2013. I think t- seven years on now, they're still, I don't say as relevant as they were before, but they're still making music, they're still getting like streams, people still buying right. their albums. So I think you can be independent now, but I feel like if you have a major label behind you, right, then you're just gonna go to the stars because you know they do all sort of like the stuff you don't want to do for you and they do it, you know, yeah, with then, professionals in the industry, right? But with Flatbush Zombies, you said, wait, do you, do you know when they like really sort of blew up? Because you said you were, did you, did you say 2013? I remember um, listening to them in 2013. I, I just, right. So it, do, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean they, they were big back then, but you know, if you start that early, I guess, you know, I'd say 2013, seven years ago, it's quite a while back. So obviously, years ago. 
you know, like the scene was different back then in terms of like how people bro. consume music and all that. So did you, would did you say you that a, now? You know, go for no, go on. No, I was gonna say, okay, have you cool. ever used the website called that that piff that piff dot com? Of course I have. Bro, yeah. I haven't been on that website in years. That's where I use all the mixtapes, all yeah. the mixtapes, bro. Mac Miller, um, Club Zombies, Big Crit. Yeah, because mixtapes are free, free for everyone to download. Say free mixtapes, yeah. You get the occasional yeah. that piff dot com, but you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it was manageable. It was manageable. Right. Um. Because yeah, because if you know, back in twenty thirteen, like I think. It was it was easier for you to make it as you know without a label because you know people like Chance Rapper did it and now they're big enough to the point where they don't need a label right yeah but then what about now where because I think I, I saw a stat the other day where um I don't remember the exact stat but the the music label takes a lot of um yeah in terms of like the, the cost breakdown of where your ten pounds is going um from Spotify you know like what you know yeah. what you pay to Spotify where's that money going yeah and the label takes like quite a big chunk. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. a chunk, but you know, the label takes quite a big chunk. So then I'm thinking, like, you know, as a, as an up and coming artist now, do you need to be, you know, to get noticed or to get picked up by a label in order to actually like do something for yourself? Because mm-hmm. you know, established artists, they can get there's there's a source of money, there's a source of revenue elsewhere. So what about the people that you know that don't have that source of revenue, mm-hmm. you know, elsewhere or like that sort of need to need that recognition, like yeah, actually, like to- you know what I mean. Yeah, to be fair, I think I think labels now may sort of be dying because you're saying like it's easier to blow up like 2013. I'd say the opposite. I'd say mm. maybe it's easier to blow up now because really, if you look oh, at like Lil Nas X, right? Lil Nas X, like he made that. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm not too sure if he was independent all the way through the whole Old Town Road thing, but when he released it, he like started like paying. I think he started paying TikTokers to like do like little dances and stuff to them, and then from there it just like absolutely blew up. So. I think maybe sort of like blowing up is easier now, but then sort of like once you blow up, you know, labels will start approaching you being like, you know, sign a deal and we'll sort of do everything for you, which is kind of, you know, easier because then you don't have to manage anything. You just kind of make your music and then you get paid. But then I guess you sort of, they kind of constrain, constrain the artists where they get signed to like, you know, trash deal, like the whole like Taylor Swift thing. Like, I guess like if you don't own your masters, right. So like somebody else can like mm. literally own your music and then like, if yeah. they want to sell it and somebody wants to buy it, they like can buy a whole catalog of music with you having like zero say in it whatsoever. Mm. So, you know, the contracts definitely a bit fishy. Well, it sounds fishy. At least like Kanye West was going on some run about, you know, the whole music industry and like owning your masters and stuff like that. Because yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, you know, if like a record label owns your masters, all the, I guess the majority of all the like streaming music, streaming money even goes mm. to them. But um, yeah, I, I was gonna say real quick. Uh, I don't. I, I wasn't when I when I met um, about Flatbush Zombies. I didn't mean that it was like easier to blow up back then because I 100 like I agree with you. I think it's easier to blow up now just because of you know social media. Yeah. Um. And how it, it's great. Like we've seen so many examples of like people just blowing up out of nowhere. So yeah. I, I agree with you there. But yeah. in, in terms of like the 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 need for a label is what I'm saying because like mm-hmm. you can blow up now. If you blow up, do you need a label? Or can you still make it as an yeah. independent artist? Because is 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 this actually like you know because there's so many problems with labels at the end of the yeah. day we saw you know frank ocean with blonde and how i was gonna yeah i was gonna mention that yeah. like, you know just uh, completely like, just, yeah exactly so like that kind of stuff where you know artists are really trying to get out of that deal especially i think when, when it comes to artists that really care about their music yeah because you know a lot of artists obviously understand like for them it's you know a job and it's it's like you know they just want to produce music make music um and just get money i 100 yeah. percent but like, what 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 if you really care about that music? What if you really like want to put time 
I'm into it and I don't want to be constrained by, you know, deadlines or by, you know, oh, you have to have an album or you have to do this, whatever. Yeah. You know, how hard well, is it for artists now, like, even if they blow up? Well, I've seen, I've seen, like, ads on my Instagram when I'm scrolling through for, like, things like DistroKid and, like, um, I think it's called, like, United Masters or something like that. I think NLE, I've seen, like, NLE Chopper, like, talk about it in something. Mm -hmm. But it's basically, so, like, an app on your phone, and instead of you having, like, to go through, like, you know, being signed by a label, I'm going to go through the label to get your music distributed onto Spotify and stuff. You can do it yourself through there, so you just kind of, like, put yeah. the, the file on your phone, upload it to the, do the cover art, put, like, all the details of your song and whatnot, and they'll sort of distribute it to all the, sort of, the the main sort of streaming services, put on Amazon shop and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then from there, sort of then you've got to do your own marketing. So I think that's the sort of, that's the, that's kind of like what, where like the label comes in, because if you're like, you're new and I'm coming rapper, right. And you don't have like a lot of money or like a singer, you don't have a lot of money for like marketing and stuff like that. It could be hard yeah. to sort of get your stuff seen initially. Whereas like, if you've got a label, they've sort of got like countless amounts of money like behind them to do all like the yeah. ad run you know they can book you for like your genius lyrical lyric interview they know people who know people who can get you like here then everywhere so i guess it helps in that sense but then i'd say like nowadays if you wanted to be an independent artist and sort of blow up and then like manage your own career i think it's definitely feasible it's just a lot a lot harder for you yeah no, i agree i agree um i wanted to i wanted to touch upon the the grammys a little bit uh, the grammys um, the Grammys, yeah, or you know, I think that this this can this can relate to to you know any sort of award show or um, structure that you know hands out these awards. But the Grammys, I think they're always every 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 year. There's always something happening. In the yeah. This year, I think the biggest thing was was the weekend. Um, not getting any right. nominations. I must say, right, you know the whole the the whole like da 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 da, da song, right? Yeah. I I don't really listen to The Weeknd, right? But I heard that song on TikTok. I don't know how many how many times, right? I had no, no idea it was a song about The Weeknd. Really? I had no idea until the other day. No, it's, it's not his traditional style. It is sort of like a funk, funk-inspired. Funk sort of yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I, I personally, I really enjoyed the track. Um, and I enjoyed his album as well. So it was definitely, I was, I was quite upset when I see it. Well, that's the thing. I was upset, but then I was also like, it's the Grammys. So yeah. is, is this something that artists really, you know, I mean, a lot of artists don't care about it. But for, for a lot of artists, like, understandably, they do care about it. They care about getting that recognition. recognition yeah, and, you know, you can yeah. say, you can say, yeah, you can say, oh, awards are stupid, whatever. They don't mean anything. At the end of the day, I think they do, like, you, you know, it's it's hard to like as an artist you put so much work into it. It's nice to sort of get that recognition. Yeah. I, I think even as a human, it's like a nice ego stroke just to be like, you know, I'm on oh, the yeah, right track. You know, yeah. I'm doing something right. I am something. You know, you work all your like life to sort of become yeah. this person, and then for like something like the Grammys to be like, you know, we recognize you for like doing your thing. You kind of like, oh wow, you know, I I got I got a, I got a Grammy, right. you know. Yeah. But then, um, a question for you, right? Do you think the Grammys are rigged? Yeah. Do you think, like, even way before, like, they know exactly who they're going to give it to? I think, oh, like, way before, like, how, how way before? Like, like months. like, months before. Like, while they're planning the Grammys, they already know who, who's going to win it. They know who they're going to nominate, but they, they really know who they're going to give it to. That's tough because I, I couldn't tell. Ah, I don't know. Because obviously, it's like music, you know, the music that comes out that year is like, how can you how can you decide something you know an album or an artist is going to win already when you know maybe there's like three months left to go in that in that year where you know you can still nominate people but that's um, but, 
but, but that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think that even though there's three months left and like a lot of stuff can still happen, there's people at the top who sort of like a certain person or they buddy buddy with a certain person's manager yeah. and they're like, you know what, for you, you know, you know, somebody else said like a better album, but you know, yours is really good. Not number one, really good, but we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you anyway. Right. I, I don't personally I don't think it's like rigged in advance, but I do think it's rigged in the sense that like they want uh, certain artists to win mm. more than others. And I mean, honestly, like, I, I think the biggest, most notorious example we can use is, is The Heist by Mac Lamar and Ryan Lewis. Dude, I was just going to say that. I was just going to yeah. say Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid by City, bro. Do, do you know what other albums are nominated no. um, what? for that category that year? No. Let me let me look it up real quick yeah. because... All, all I know, right, is Good Kid... Drake was in there. Drake, Drake, Drake was in there. Wait, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna double check. But whilst I check, like, can we talk about, can we talk about Macklemore winning over Kendrick? Like, bro, bro, I'm sorry, Kendrick, Good Kid, Mad City is one of the best albums ever made. I think I like it a bit more than To Pimp a Butterfly. I think just because me personally, like the time I listened to it, the time in my life, it was just, it was beautiful. But then Macklemore, I think it was, it's just the whole thrift store thing. I think Macklemore. Is he's rap, but he's more pop rap, right? So then you've got to like draw lines right, between yeah. like, are we talking like rap rap, or are we talking sort of pop? What counts as rap? What is hip hop? What's urban? What's the what sort of defines that? I think biggest robbery ever was Kendrick Lamar Good Kid, Man City. But then they gave him the Grammy after that for Spin Butterfly. As like, I feel like it's sort of like a backhanded thing because it's like an apology. Because even if Kendrick Lamar put out like Spin Butterfly was really good, I liked it. But like, even if you put out a mediocre yeah. album, I feel like they still would have given it to him just because of the uproar after the Grammys. Right, yeah, and that, and that kind of yeah. legitimizes the the award at the end of the day, you know, because you know it's like uh, we'll just give it to you because of that. It's not because of the actual music, you know. Exactly. But then, so, what do they look at? Do you look at? Do they look at music? Do they look at numbers? Do they look at sales? Do they look at the individual? If if you're if you're the Grammys, I don't think you should be looking. I think okay, you should be looking at the numbers in terms of like best new artist stuff like that. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. But when we're looking at I think I think if you're looking at like best rap album or you know other categories like or album of the year that kind of stuff, why don't you you should be looking at the quality? That should yeah. be the number you should be looking at. And I understand that you're gonna put the most popular albums on in terms of the best rap album and stuff like that because you know like why would you like you won't nominate this random you know album that got like five streams. <laughs> um, it's just like incredible. Like, there's still hope, Marlo. Don't don't shoot the hope. Don't shoot the hope for me. <laughs> um, the, you know, like at the end, of the day, I understand it has to be popular, but at the end of the day, I think you have to look at the quality first and foremost. Yeah, no, I agree. Because you know, it's it's music. It's it's an art form. It's just like movies. Like it's not about popular because popularity doesn't determine how good something is, bro. How many people have seen Sharknado? I think that that's the best. That, that's the best sort of thing for it. Because I watched Sharknado the other day, right? I've heard people talking about like, oh yeah, it's a B movie, la la. You know, it's supposed to be trash, whatever. But like, I expected it to be trash, but I never expected it to be that trash. I was sitting there half the time, like, what? What am I watching? Yeah. I mean, I I haven't watched it personally, but oh, bro, I'll save you half. I'll save you an hour of your life, you know. What's what's <laughs> the first ten minutes of it? You'll get the whole gist of it, and then you know you don't have to. Some people swear by it, but for me, no, 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 my thing. No need. No, that's cool. I mean, I'm not. I was I wasn't planning on planning on watching it. Um, 
let me let me look real quick at the 2014 Grammys here. Um, so Macklemore, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, their uh, their song Thrift Shop won Best Rap Performance I'm over Spoonful by Kendrick, um, Berserk by Eminem, Started from the Bottom by Drake, and Pound Started by from the Bottom, Best. So they won Best Rap Song as well over uh, Fucking Problems, Holy Girl. Oh, dude, that is my absolute. That's my absolute. I love that song, bro. And they won Best Rap Album over Nothing Was the Same. Like no. Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick oh, Lamar. Magna Carta. And Holy Jesus. TV, that's overrated. Uh, oh, Jesus was okay. Not my favorite Kanye album, but yeah. Macklemore, right? S- sorry, mate. Like, uh, nah. Out of all of them, for Macklemore to win. That's a bit. And then I think I remember he sent, he sent the text message over to, to Kendrick saying, Oh, oh yeah. And then like, I could feel it. In that sort of in that sort of environment, you feel like an imposter, and you kind of it's kind of like yeah, you feel ashamed to get your award because it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, like no, like no disrespect to Macklemore. Like he's got some, he's got some good songs. He got some good yeah. songs, but that year, that album, I never listened to the whole album entirely. I know like the popular songs and yeah, stuff like that, either. but Kendrick Lamar, you know Drake, Kanye, yeah, probably good not Kid best Kanye, but I would have given a good Kid Mad City hundred ten nine times out of ten. Yeah, I mean, I'd say even more to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I, I mean, it, it, I think it's outrageous. But I mean, also last year we saw Tyler um, after he won his. Oh, the whole, the urban urban thing. Yeah, yeah, which yeah I get. And they keep sort of changing the name and then sort of saying, "Oh, this is the solution." Whereas you know, changing a name doesn't actually really change anything in my opinion like i think it's i mean it's it's so racist <laughs> at the end of the day it's like like you said like you said it's a bit it's, it's it's a bit it's a bit of a backhanded slap because like for him like kanye west like kanye, kanye west tyler the creator like he raps but obviously in ego he's not the same tyler the creator as in the tyler creator that was on wolf the tyler creator that was on goblin yeah yeah very different tyler the creator very different genre but like you said they kind of they like to keep you in sort of one genre where I wouldn't title the creator he raps but he's not I wouldn't say he's a rapper now like he's not so you know Jay-Z Kanye West so like that's that's what he does he's Mm. he's he does a bunch of stuff I say some of his music now is mostly like pop music yeah that sort of stuff like he sings more than he raps now I think exactly so So, to sort of put him in the in the in the in the in the urban category yeah no it's, it's I think, I mean, for me personally, I, I just see it as, like, it's it's just yeah, openly but, racist. But. Yeah. But I feel like at the end of the day, if you've got, like, a specific Caribbean just for, for just for black people or black artists, it's sort of like, you know, you're not, you're not equal. You know, it's that sort of thing. It's sort of like, it's a, like a P, it's a P award. It's like, you know, here's the real right. artist. Like, you know, we'll give one just to, like, make sure everybody's everybody's happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess on the same note, you got to, like, look at, like, the stuff, like, for me at least, like, you look at the stuff, like, the BET Awards, right, and you got to think about the BET Awards, like, you know, right, yeah. I think you've got to get rid of the BET Awards as well, just so there's a level playing field for everybody, no matter what race you are, no matter what gender you are, right, if you make music, and it's good music, you should be, like, album of the year, you know. But, yeah, at the end, like, like we need the BET Awards in the sense that, because the Grammys is racist, we need to be, like, you know, stuff like that, I think. No, I wouldn't say the Grammys is racist, I wouldn't say they're racist, because they give awards to black people. I say it's more sort of like bias, but I think the BT Awards and sort of like sort of like there's no need for like a black entertainment awards sort of thing. It's sort of I think if it's gonna be like an award show, it's gonna be like level playing field. Like okay. sort of every everybody like for like 
an award because if you get like if you want a Grammy, right, it's different from winning like a BET award because BET award is like right. a smaller playing field and for like specific sort of things. So kind of like underhands like what you've done or like other artists, at the end know? of the day, people aren't singing or rapping about winning the BET awards. They're singing about or rapping you about want to win a Grammy. Grammys. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it, but I I think when I say the Grammys is racist, I I mean more in the sense that I guess the society we live in is in, is inherently racist. So wouldn't you say that you need the BET? like the BT Awards because black and minority artists are already disadvantaged when it comes to, you know, not, 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 not even when it comes to winning the Grammys, but like yeah. getting yourself in that position mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to be recognized to win a Grammy, uh, Grammy Award. So I think I, I do get what you mean in the sense that, oh, you shouldn't have the BT Awards. You shouldn't have like, you know, like these things that are you know, specific to black, specific to Asian, um, Asian people, or whatever, or you know, at the end of the day, that's not, that shouldn't be the case. But then, couldn't you also say that because of the society that we live in, it, it, it's not it's not like a, it's not such a bad thing. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a bit controversial here, right? Um, I think sort of like so. BT was I think they were good, right? Back in the day, right? when I think racism sort of, there was more racism than there is today. I feel like in 2020, right, there's not as much, like, we say there's racism, but, like, I don't think oh, us as a community have, like, nowadays really sort of been uh, victims of, like, real racism. Because like, back in the day, like, I wouldn't be able to use the same toilets that you're using, right? That is real racism. Like, I wouldn't yeah, be able right. to sort of, like, rent a house just because of the colour of my skin. Like, that's real racism. But I feel like nowadays mm-hmm. it's sort of, like, sometimes used as like a a, a a defense mechanism to be like oh so-and-so didn't didn't like my music oh it's because i'm black and they're white it's racist right. like you see sort of like a lot of i'm saying with the whole chance rap thing like people he did a tweet the other day he said like you're something and you're white what i'm saying that's sort of kind of it doesn't really matter if he's white right he's made a music the dude's yeah, made a music yeah, play yeah. on twitter he doesn't like your music right it's not because <laughs> you're black and he's a white it's because the yeah. album didn't slap, bro. It, it, it just didn't slap. So yeah. I feel like sometimes the whole like sort of like systematical racism within the music industry, music industry is like a bit. Because I think the majority of artists, like for me personally, I see they're all black and they're all doing pretty well for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think in terms of the Grammys, it's more sort of like buddy buddy, sort of like I know your manager, he's pretty cool. He, you know, he let me come on his yacht, you know, last week. We yeah, had like a lovely yeah. conversation. So you know, I'm gonna put your name in there just so you get the recognition rather than yeah. it sort of being like, let's only pick white artists. Because I think once you have a categories like urban right. artists and stuff like that, then that's when it becomes like, instead of artists really being recognized for their talent and their skill and the music that they produce, they're sort of mm-hmm. being there as sort of like a token, a token black person to like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll, just, right. we'll have to include like a certain amount of black people just so like we meet the quotas so nobody gets mad. When really it should be like, if all the artists who like release albums, right, they release music, right, and they're all white and it's really, really good, then mm. only white people should be like, you know, nominated for that Grammy. But then the other side, if like all the albums released, right, and all the best ones are from black people, then only black people, then those are the people that should be nominated for the award. Same with Asian, same with mixed race people, right. same with, you know, bananas, trees, ever, aliens, who cares? Uh, I think yeah. there's this sort of thing like now where race is becoming an issue in everything where it doesn't really need to do Because there's artists, right, where you listen to, right? Yeah. And you wouldn't know that they're black or white. You listen to you, you see the mm. music, you're like, oh, what? I didn't even knew he was white. But like, because you know that yeah. it changes like your whole perception of the person. When really it shouldn't. It's more about the music yeah. than it is the person. So I think once you start putting race politics into music and stuff like that, it kind of starts discrediting like 
white and black artists alike mm. because of the color of their skin. When, like, like Martin Luther King said, right? You know, judge me on the content of my character, yeah. not the color of my skin, the content of my music, right? Not the color yeah. of my skin. But I say on both sides, it's sort of happened now where it's like, we will judge you on the content of your skin and your music as well. When I think really it should just sort of be like, if you, if you make good music, right? It'll speak for itself. It'll speak in the numbers. It'll speak in the yeah. people talking about you. It'll speak in the people listening to it. It'll speak on album sales, you know, engagement, all the type of stuff where sort of you don't need to sort of look and say, oh, we need to make sure we have like three Asian people because if we don't, then the Asian community is going to be mad. Yeah, yeah, like, for black people, yeah. because but then there are people who sort of look for that type of stuff who like individually count each artist who are black and then they go into it and be like, oh my gosh, they only nominated this amount of Asian people, this amount of black people, this amount of white people, you know, yeah. doing such a resistance. Where I think it's more people looking into it and trying to find reasons to be mad rather than actually sort of being the truth. Because, like I'm saying, for me, myself, right, I can say, you know, I have not suffered, like, I'm mixed race, I would say. I'm yeah. well, mixed to an extent, so I'm not so fully f- fully black, as you'd say. I don't know if that's what you say. But at the end of the day, I've experienced people being racist, but I wouldn't call it racism because I can still go to university. I can still, you know, get a job. I can still do it. And none of it sort of is dictated well, like, by the color of my skin. Let's say you're privileged. Am I privileged? I'd say it's quite, quite, quite equal in the sense that, like, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, you know, you can grab your, your TikTok, right? You, you can make a song on Ableton, right? Put it yeah. on TikTok, put it on Instagram, you know, pay a few meme pages to, like, play your song, get people listen to it, right? But there's no sort of, like, I'm not going to post your, your your song on my meme page because you're black. I'm not going to post your, your song on my meme page because you're white, you know? It's sort of, I feel like people sometimes like to go to sort of the race card as sort of, like, a, oh, you know, um... That's the reason why it's not because you, but like, you know, you listen to your music and like, the music's yeah, not great, yeah. but like, instead of being like, oh, it's me, maybe I need to work on my music and get it sounding better, it's just automatically like, bam, it's because they're racist. Yeah. No, no, I get what you mean. Like, you can't just, you know, just use a race card every time just to, and I think it's, uh, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think it's something that's healthy for people to do just in terms of like, even, you know, just using race as an excuse. Because um, I do, you know, personally for me, I do think that race comes into a lot of different things that you do. Um, and, you know, that's, you know, that's just the reality of it. But then you, you can't also just be like, oh, I didn't get this job because I was this. I didn't, you know, uh, I didn't yeah, get I this job because of this. I, I wasn't nominated. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't nominated for this Grammy because, because of this. I think it's it's a bit, it's, it's it's a touchy subject, but I think it just divides people. Even yeah. More. I'm saying, I'm saying with, like, the BET Awards, you're like a, a, a you know, or like even sort of like the, you know, I think Jack Harlow won a BET award for something. So it's sort of like, yeah, inclusion, but it's sort of like, you oh, know, really? we pick and choose who's included, you know, that sort of thing where I don't necessarily, necessarily agree with it just because you I feel agree, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's either, it's either everything or nothing, you know, one way, one way or the other, that sort of thing. Right. And there's, I don't, I, I mean, personally, I don't like the creation of the other, that thing that, that like making that separation and just sort of driving that, you know, gap between, you know, whatever. Because I feel like even like Jack Harlow, he got a little stick like when he came out first. Because like the same sort of thing, people would be like, "Oh, shit, I never knew Jack Harlow was white. I was so he's black yeah. just because of the way he sounds." That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now because he's white, some people won't listen to him just because he's white. But then it goes the same sort of way when like people hear somebody and they think, you know, oh, they're white, and then they see that they're black and they're like, oh, you know, I don't really like them as right. much because they're black. But like that sort of yeah. stuff shouldn't really matter. It should just sort of be like, do you like the song? Right? Is it lit? Does it, does it get you moving? Right there you go. Yeah. That sort of thing. That's so neat. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Bro, don't get, we are, just, we are. Cancel, just, just, just promise me you won't get me cancelled. 
that's the last. That's, that's, the, that's the next episode. We'll <laughs> <laughs> cancel culture we'll just be talking about. No, no, no. Um, yeah, we are, we are like at, I think, around 55 minutes. So I think I want to I wanna wrap it up here. Wrap it up. Cool. Um, but honestly, no, I've honestly really enjoyed this. Um, and no, this is like, fun. this is exactly what I wanted to do. Like, this is the sort of conversation that you don't really have on a day-to-day basis. And I, I think you get to know a lot about um, about people with these kinds of, you know, if you really get into anything, you know, we're talking about music industry and then we're also getting into other 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 things on the way so I'm, I'm really glad that you came on the show and um no thank you thank yeah. you for having me i feel privileged for being your, your first guest it was fun nice to talk about something like sort of like you, you really like sort of care about you know to somebody and sort of like yeah. you know bouncing ideas off of each other and just sort of like having a general discussion so no i really really enjoyed it i'm i'm really glad you did do you want to do you want to just drop your socials um social anything uh, you want to i don't know it could be could be could be anything. It could be something related to you. It could be some, you know, supporting a friend or a movement, or it could be your OnlyFans. I don't, I don't really cool. know. Oh yeah, can you give me? I'm, I'm still on OnlyFans now. I've, I've had enough, I've had enough <laughs> corporate life. You know, it's all or nothing. You know, all the chips on the table right now. Now, nah. follow me. You can follow me. You can follow me at Seven K Keys or Seven K Full Stop Keys on Instagram. Seven K Keys on Twitter. You know, Seven K Keys on YouTube, on SoundCloud and everything. I make beats. I sell beats. If you want some fire, you want to sound good, you know. You're trying to win a Grammy, you know. <laughs> holler, at, holler at your boy, you know. I got, I got some, something special. I got something special for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Is that, is that, how do you, wait, how do you spell that real quick? Uh, seven, number seven. Yeah. Uh, the K. And then, uh, are we just doing names? It was like Instagram. Because if, if it's Instagram, handle, stuff, handle, yeah. Handle. So seven K and then full stop. And then Keeks, K E A G, and then a Z or Z, depending on, on your taste. Well, honestly, thank you. Thank you for talking about this. Thank you for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Anytime, um, bro. Um, and to anyone that made it to the end, thank you for listening to the first episode. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, again, it's something I've wanted to do for a while now, and I'm really glad to sort of get this underway. Um, and just adding this little segment here at the end just because I forgot to say a couple of things during the actual call with Keegan um, but the intro song that was used um, sort of in the background after the snippet uh, was one of Keegan's beats so honestly he puts a lot of time and effort um, into his craft and he's really really talented so um, if you guys want to go check him out um, he you know as he said 7k Keegs um, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, you'll find him on anywhere really, go and support him, um, and yeah, I guess in terms of uh, this podcast, I think I'll try to get an episode out, maybe t- two episodes a month, uh, obviously depending on how it goes, but I've already got a couple of other people lined up to talk, and I'm really excited to get this project uh, going, so I hope you enjoyed it.